Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Homeschooling. It's a national movement that is changing American history. Now, three million children are homeschooled. We interview Kevin Swanson, who tells you it's easier than you might think. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. Today we have part one of a multi-part series on the topic of homeschooling. You know, where you teach your children at home instead of sending them to public schools where they may learn worldly values. No, we want our kids to learn Christian values. And by educating children at home, which is easier than you might think, uh, we are actually now observing a national movement of three million children that are being schooled by their parents in the home and taught the Christian faith and math and science and English and all the things that children ought to learn in a normal traditional school environment. Now they're being taught by their parents at home. We have a leader of this national movement who has himself been a product of the homeschool movement dating back to the 1960s. Of course, I'm talking about Kevin Swanson, who is one of the directors at Christian Home Educators of Colorado, and he's live with us here on the studio, author of many books, and has some amazing statistics, amazing presentation. We're gonna get right into this. Kevin, I wanna welcome you to the program and thank you for joining us. Thank you, it's a pleasure. I, I'm more excited than ever to talk about something that's an important part of my life and uh, it's affecting the lives of millions of kids around America. Well, you've devoted not only your adult career to this, you've, you've been in Czech Christian Home Educators, of Colorado for I guess 30 years now or talk about your career but also your family your this is personal to you oh, yes. why why well I was homeschooled in the 60s and 70s I think my mother started in 1967 68 uh, in Portland Oregon eventually on the mission field in Japan and they homeschooled six of us and then eventually, of course, we had our own five children. We've homeschooled them out here in the Eastern Plains of Colorado for the last uh, 22 years, I nice, think it is. Nice, nice. Uh, so we're thrilled there and uh, been part of Christian Home Educators of Colorado for I think about 18 years. 18 years. As a director for that organization. It's one of the largest homeschool organizations in the country, very active. So you're the middle child of six, but you and your wife also have five children of your own, all of them homeschooled. What does that mean? People in the audience may not be familiar. I'm a product of public school education. I went to a traditional public government high school uh, in Western New York, and I don't know what homeschooling is about. Talk about why is it different? Well, homeschooling is, is where your parents do most of the work and you have family relationships. It's a different social environment. I think that's important people need to understand that uh, that you're bringing your children into an environment in which they have the most contact with their siblings and with their own parents. And there's there's more one-on-one. -on -one. There are many, many benefits to it. And, and as it turns out, uh, homeschooling does produce some of the very best academic results and social results uh, that uh, we've seen in any form of education for years and years. Of course, homeschooling dates all the way back to the beginning of time. It's just been the last 120 years or so that uh, it has largely disappeared because of the growth of public school education. You know, 
if if I were a parent and I was considering this option, I would immediately worry about two things. Number one, is it gonna provide the best quality education that my children could get? Is it comparable to or, or worse than or better than what they would get in a public school or even a private Christian school? And number two, gosh, it sounds like a lot of work. Uh, it must be hard for a parent you know, the, the mother, I assume, has to be committed to living at home with the child. Uh, they're gonna have to forego some income. Mm. What, address those concerns. You know, there are a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. And I think as Christians, we need to be willing to step up from time to time and say, I'm ready to just deny myself, take up my cross that Jesus has given me and follow him. And, <clears throat> and it takes a matter of faith. The just will live by faith. And I think sometimes when we step out and do things we're not sure we can do, it would be easier to leave it to professionals. Right. And I think a lot of moms and dads, my wife says that a lot. She says, wouldn't it be a lot easier if we could just send them off to the professionals and have them do this? I'm just not qualified for this. You know, she gets a little, a little nervous. tense and nervous right. about yeah. this. And uh, I just remind her that, you know, we just got to trust in God on this. We got to step off into thin air and, and every day pray that God blesses our efforts. And then after 18 or 20 or 22 years, we look up and see that God has blessed us. I'm amazed what God has done in our children's lives. And I think our number one priority for ourselves is that our children love Jesus and they follow Jesus. Right. And so that discipleship that happens as we teach the word of God, as we sit in the house, as we walk by the way, as we rise up, as we lie down, that's Deuteronomy 6, 7. As we do that Deuteronomy 6, 7 mandate, we find that God blesses. And at the end of the day, we see some real strong spiritual results. Now, it's not just spiritual results we're interested in. We're also interested in academic results. We want to prepare them. That's for what I was going to ask because it's, it's great. And I think it's foundational that kids come out of the home as adults with a Christian education where they're taught the faith instead of the worldly influences of their teenage peers in high school. Don't ask me uh, how I know that I was influenced by ungodly yeah. peers in high school. Yeah. But, but the academic results, these are, these are also surpassing those of, for example, SAT scores or college admittance rates. Are, are these things comparable? Sure, there are lots of reasons why people homeschool, the academic reasons, uh, we have social reasons, historical reasons, people have done it from the beginning of time, worldview reasons, spiritual reasons, and character reasons. We'll get to some of these, but the academic reasons are, are important, I think, for a lot of people. There's been a number of studies done on this. The Rudner study, for example, uh, was done in the latter 1990s. More recently, Brian Ray from the National Well, hang on a second, Research we, we gotta back up, because there's seven different reasons that people homeschool. Right. We're gonna show this slide. You just named, uh, and we're gonna, he, Kevin has a presentation here. Uh, show the seven different reasons why people should homeschool. Read those off, off again, and right. then we'll go into each one in right. detail. Okay, well, academic reasons, uh, social reasons. Social reasons basically, you know, you hear a lot of stories. You sit in the, the homeschool offices and people call and say, my junior high kids have just witnessed oral sex in the hallways. Or they have some bad, you know, cultural experiences going on. There's some bullying going on. There's sexting happening. These things are happening. A lot In of parents school. aren't prepared to listen or right. to understand what's going on, but this is not the 1940s anymore. And the teachers are pushing a homosexual agenda. That's right, in, that's in right. Public so you've got all this weird stuff going on and parents are hitting the panic switch and saying, what do we do? Yeah. Well, social reasons, historical reasons, spiritual reasons, uh, worldview reasons. Uh, we've got all these reasons. We want to get to these, but okay. but uh, I think we want to you know take a look at academic reasons first. So let's <clears throat> let's hit some of this data. Can we do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. so give us some of the academic reasons, and this Rudner study is, is actually a professional academic study that, yes. that followed the results of academic achievement by right. homeschooled children. That's right, and uh, looked at 16,000 students, so lots and lots, huge sample size. And of course, you have the normal distribution, right? You have kids that do really well, kids that don't do very well in the public schools and the homeschool environment. So what do you get with homeschool is, you know, generally much, much higher. Uh, the average eighth grade homeschooler was, was uh, performing four grade levels above the national average. Four grade levels, that's like, you know, a 12th grader. The average homeschool eighth grader is, is functioning like a 12th grader. And uh, lots of other results here, the 89th percentile in reading for the 10th graders, 9th graders with 79th percentile in math, 12th graders 85th percentile in language. That means that the average American is at the 50th percentile. The average American kid is performing at the 50th percentile. This is the 100th percentile over here. Homeschoolers are almost to the 100th percentile. They're over towards the 85th, 90th percentile in, in many of these areas, literature, uh, reading, uh, math, et cetera, et cetera. So, so could, I, so could I conclude, huge, from, huge just results. from looking at the Rudner study, I could conclude that taking my kid out of a public school environment, putting them in a homeschool environment, they're gonna be smarter by the time they're 12th grade, they're gonna be up in the 85th or even 89th percentile on these standardized test scores. You got it, and it's amazing. The more recent studies have found the same thing. Actually, homeschoolers are doing better today than they were in the 1990s in comparison to the national average in recent studies. I mean, upwards of the 85th to the 90th percentile in almost every academic area, on average. You on have average. a graph here, it shows this these three sloping lines up to the right, what does this mean? Well, here's a comparison of homeschool averages, private school averages, public school averages, and what you find is that homeschool students are doing better on every single grade in every single subject uh, than their counterparts in the private schools and the public schools, and that's that's impressive. That they say, well, why is that happening? Why is what's contributing to that? And we want to get to the factors of success as well. Well, we've just talked about the academic factors, but when we come back from this short break, we're going to talk about the social reasons and the social factors why you should homeschool your kids. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage? I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also face punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. 
Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm joined by Kevin Swanson, Director of Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Kevin, you have these slides and we were just talking about academic excellence, but what is the comparison of ACT scores? If I homeschool my kid versus sending them to public school? Well, people want to know how do homeschools uh, survive after they graduate from their homeschool, and it turns out they do actually very well. Uh, they've done well in homeschool spelling bees or statewide spelling bees. Uh, they've done well with the ACT scores, uh, typically two to three points above the national average. That's significant. We have a slide here showing 22.8%. That's really significant, and that's almost every year. Homeschoolers are between two and three points higher than the national average on that ACT score. Higher again, on the, so they get into colleges better than, they do. than public school kids. They do, mm -hmm. and colleges seek them out. Uh, it's not to say that every homeschool does it excellently, but you get on average a, a very strong performance for homeschool. And they graduates. win the, the National Spelling Bee oh, a record do. number We've of times. We've seen that number. We've seen that over and over again. Uh, sometimes it's the Orientals, the Indians that do very well, uh, but oftentimes homeschoolers win the Spelling Bees. And well. when they get into college, like this study at ORU said they have a higher GPA. Yes. They're better performing as freshmen yes. in college. Right, hitting the ground running. Freshman year, they're doing something like uh, 0.3 better than the, the average. And that was an Oral Roberts University study done a couple of years ago. Okay, so your next slide here, you have uh, different factors of success and it, it's not a matter of money. What do you mean by this? No, it's not a matter of money and it's not a matter of parental certification. That means that you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be buying the most expensive form of curriculum. This idea that somehow money makes the difference or that a teacher certification makes a difference is, is just not true. Uh, it turns out that uh, homeschoolers spend quite a bit less in terms of, of you know curriculum purchases and such than kids spend attending the public schools. Uh, a typical homeschool student is spending four to five hundred dollars per year. That's, that's a huge difference. Uh, public schools average what? Between seven thousand and ten thousand per student? And now, now think about how much we save per year educating five students. I think we save, save the state something like forty to fifty thousand dollars per year. Can you believe that? I would love to get a thank you note from the governor of the state saying thanks for saving us forty fifty thousand dollars a year for homeschooling your students. <laughs> but exactly. I have not gotten that postcard yet. But I assume you still pay your property taxes. I still do, <laughs> yes. We get hit in both, both areas. And hopefully one day we'll get some tax credits or something like that that will exempt us from some of that taxation. And parents don't have to be certified. What does that mean? Well, that means that uh, what they do is they look at the students whose parents have a teacher certification and those students whose, whose parents do not have a teacher certification. That is, they're not professional teachers. Now, a lot of parents, including my own wife, believes that they need to be a little more professional, a little more background in order to homeschool their students. But you know what? That's not what the, what the data bears out. 
and we find this again and again you take a look at that chart that chart should just sh just shift all paradigms in our minds i know we we hear this it takes a professional don't try this at home have you ever heard that before don't try this at home it takes a professional don't do this at home this well, is the it opposite turns of out, that. it's just the opposite right. there's zero statistically significant difference between the performance of a student whose parent is teacher certified versus that student whose parent is not teacher certified. Okay, let's zip through some of these other slides you have about the social reasons or or what other th th things well, you want to say Let's here. take a look at some of the factors of success as well. So I'm going to head on over to seven factors providing academic excellence. Very important that uh, character is essential in the education of our children. And this is the point that I think a lot of people miss is that you know, it doesn't take a professional, but it takes somebody who, who loves the child, is concerned about the child, concerned about the child's character. Uh, you know, fundamentally, it's not that important that our children learn mathematics as much as it is important that our children learn to be diligent and honor their parents and be humble and sit down and work their, their problems uh, and thereby, you know, reflect that character trait. Uh, character is the, the substance of education. It is preeminent in the education of a child. And that's something that I think people tend to forget. Uh, you know, my, my son was doing pretty well in math for a while, but I, 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 he was just, you know, he's good at it, but then he was getting 80%, 70% on the tests. And uh, I said, son, you, you can't just continue doing this. Uh, if you get less than 80% on tests, you've got to redo the whole unit all over again. And uh, I remember the day in which he did not quite achieve that 85%. And he, he had to redo the whole section. And he said, Dad, I understand this stuff. Why are you making me go back and, and work these problems again and do them over and over and over again? And he said, I already understand this stuff. Why are you forcing me to do this? I said, son, I'm not trying to teach you math right now. I'm just trying to teach you character. I'm using math to do it. Interesting. You see, that's, right. that's the point that I think every homeschool parent and really every teacher needs to realize. It's not so much You say it's the not academics. About, it's the character it, kid, that Kids could learn geometry results. or geology or geography, but if they don't have the character framework, then they're not prepared for society. That's exactly right. And uh, you know Dr. Thomas Stanley, the guy who wrote The Millionaire Mind, The Millionaire Next Door, great series of books. He interviewed 722 American millionaires. And he said, what is it that made you successful in the free marketplace in America? And it turns out it was not academics. It wasn't the <clears> fact <throat> they got their PhD in some you know, chemistry or whatever. It wasn't the fact they got 4.0s in college. It, what the thing that contributed to their success, according to 722 millionaires, was that they learned to tell the truth. Number one factor, learn to tell the truth, diligent self-discipline, and uh, getting along with others, and also getting a supportive spouse. Well, it turns out character, character was essential in the development of success in the free market uh, of America. And uh, I think this, this is really what the book of Proverbs bring out. We really encourage right. our homeschool parents to teach the book of Proverbs to their kids. This is really revolutionary because what it does is it focuses us on character first and foremost. Teaching the wisdom. Or as Teddy Roosevelt said, if you educate a man in academics but not in morals, you educate a menace to society. There you go. So morals have to be the framework. Otherwise, you have the smartest criminals out in society. Oh, you, yeah. you don't want smart criminals. Oh, you, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Guys who can develop bombs and blow up supermarkets, <laughs> things like that. Well, what do you want that for? You, you want character, first and foremost, and that's, right. that's keep your eye on the ball. It turns out the parent can really be the one focused first and foremost on character. Let's move on to the second one. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're, Kevin's going to zip through and, and finalize the, the seven factors of homeschooling education after this break giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. By now you're enjoying our daily news program, PIJN News, and where else are you gonna see a TV news anchor stop and pray with his audience after every story? We are unique, and we're changing the world in three ways. Number one, we're bringing you daily news from a Christian perspective, news-making interviews. Number two, we are mobilizing thousands of people to pray to God to join us and change world history as it unfolds. And number three, we are sending thousands of petitions to Congress. I know you wanna partner with us and we have a new method to do that. It's by donating your loose change on a daily basis. Well, if you're like me, most people actually don't carry many coins in their pocket because we're an electronic society. We're donating uh, through credit cards or debit cards. We're making daily purchases and we don't have coins. So how can you donate your loose change? Well, we have an easy system where we've partnered with His Kingdom Funding for a secure automatic donation to round up every purchase that you make to the nearest dollar. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's say you go and you buy a cup of coffee and a bagel and the purchase is $5.75. And you swipe your credit card. Well, because you've signed up your card with our system, it'll be rounded up to $6 and that 25 cent difference will be donated to our ministry automatically. And you don't even have to think about it. You're rounding up to the next dollar, you're donating your spare change to us on a, on a regular basis, and you're changing the world with PIJN News. Just visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and click on the Loose Change icon. It'll take you through an automatic sign-up process, and at the end of the year, you will get a tax-deductible receipt of your giving for the entire year. So help us change the world today. Visit PrayInJesusName.org and partner with us to change the world. God bless you in Jesus' name. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're talking about homeschooling, and Kevin Swanson, there are several factors that lead to success in homeschooling. What are some of the other ones? Well, uh, beyond character, focusing on character, 724, addressing the character of our children and discipling them in those, that character uh, that we see in the book of Proverbs. One-on-one instruction is really powerful, really powerful, maximized in homeschooling. Very difficult for a, a, a teacher in a public school to address one-on-one -on -one with all 20 kids. Very, very difficult. But in a homeschool environment, wow, you can do all kinds of neat things if you can apply that quality time, that one-on-one -on -one time, uh, one student at a time. And that's, I think, the power, uh, the, the efficacy and the, the efficiency of the homeschool experience. It really takes off. Why do we do 30, 40 percentile points above the national average? Why does that happen? It's got to be things like this. One-on-one -on -one instruction, so essential in the education of a children, teaching a child how to read, introducing new material, uh, teaching the most important lessons of life uh, when the student's stuck. You can't just stand up in front of 20 students and help all 20 at the same time with individual problems and struggles and issues and introducing new things like you know reading and math. Very difficult to do. 
unless you have quality one-on-one -on -one time with those kids. And so one-on-one -on -one instruction, really, really essential. And homeschooling maximizes on this incredibly powerful principle. Here's another one, principle individuality. Uh, you know, that's the fact that, you know, you get a second child, what's the first thing you say, chaps? What do you say? Second child shows up. What do you Thank say? Thank God. Thank God. And the second thing you say is they're so different. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Right. I mean, they're always different unless you have twins. But even then, they're pretty different. Right. Every child's created differently because God created them differently. Now, modern education says, hey, let's assembly line this. Let's centralize the whole system under the Department of Education out of Washington, D.C. And let's increase the size of the Department of Education every single year so we can control every single teacher, every single school district, every single family across America. Sounds like tyranny, doesn't it? Well, well, that's, that's, that's yeah. what happens. It, one of the contrasts I see is government school versus private school versus homeschool. I mean, homeschool is the most libertarian, the most It is, the, the most, most decentralized. Free. Right. It is massively decentralized. Decentralized down to me, my wife, and my kids. Right. I'm the principal or teacher number one, my wife's teacher number two, and we have these kids. Well, what, what's neat about homeschooling is you don't need to standardize. You don't need to centralize control over like... 200 million kids, you can, you can tailor make an education for the individual needs of that child. See, every child learns differently. Every child learns at a different pace. My, my daughter, Emily, wasn't anywhere near as good as math as my, <clears throat> my son, Daniel. She was always a year or two behind. And then one day she got it just out of the blue. She kind of got it. She picked up on it and she took off. But now, see, that was three, four years later. Yeah. So every child learns differently at, at a, a different, different pace. Way. That's right. Now, homeschooling maximizes at this amazingly free. Now, you know, from the beginning of time until they developed these massive centralized schools, they did not have first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. But now they have these first grade, second grade, right on the top of a school door. What do you see? Three. You see a three on the spine of the book. And if, if you are eight years old and you don't go through the three door and pick up the three book, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's something very wrong yeah. with your special needs. Well, now, see, that's the denial of the principal individuality. And I think we need to maximize on that big time. And then, of course, uh, there is the heart of an excellent education that is relationship-based learning. You know what? Kids learn really, really well if they've got a parent or a teacher that loves them more than anybody else. And, and you know what? When those kids know that they're loved and they're appreciated, and yes, sometimes we got to work through problems and difficulties, and and it's a little difficult. We got to restore relationship. We got to renew relationship. Work on relationship, but relationship-based learning—that is, when the teacher or the parent loves that child more than anybody else would love that child, and they bring that child in under their arms. You know what? That's that's way more powerful than a teacher certification or a master's degree in education. We're gonna continue on tomorrow's show with more of these factors in homeschool education. Kevin, what is your website and where can people get resources to discover if they want to join this movement? Well, it's generations.org. It's generations.org. And you have a book about and, this? And you might pick up our book, uh, this is Upgrade the 10 Secrets to the Best Education for Your Child. And uh, we include these great factors, these powerful factors that really maximize success in the education of a child. Uh, and it certainly does uh, contribute to the power of home education. So grab a copy of my book at generations.org if you get a chance. Homeschooling is the tip of the spear to save America and to reform American morality. Bring us back to the Bible for generations to come. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us right now at 866-Obey-God. We'll be back tomorrow with part two of 
of the homeschool moving movement with Kevin Swanson. We'll see you then. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.